Hello all, welcome back to our bonus episode. This is Jaya Lakshmi and we are picking up from where we left with the conversation with Samyukta. Hi Jaya. Hi Sam. So we have talked about insurance being a sensitive topic, how to come out and talk about it and take the adequate cover, right? And also the different types of insurance and key features. Correct. So now let's get into the heart of life insurance or rather the most asked question so far. So how much insurance is sufficient to have? Oh, this is such a tricky one. <laughs> I, I think it's very subjective right. because I think in, e, uh, in each person's case, uh, yeah. how much life insurance you need really depends on a lot of personal things. Like it depends on what kind of lifestyle you're leading, how much you spend, whether you have loans or not, whether you have dependents or not, okay. what kind of like uh, state your health is in. Um, and of course, like what are your aspirations? What are your dependents aspirations? What have you promised to provide for them? Right? Uh, so this is like a very personal thing. And uh, like to sort of tie back to the kind of conversations we've had with clients like through financial planning hmm. like we'll ask them oh so do you have insurance yeah. and they'll come back with like so much enthusiasm saying yeah yeah of course I have life insurance uh, I have these policies and then like when you look at it um, there'll be like 20 lakhs of insurance 25 lakhs of insurance okay. and you think that oh my god this is not enough by any means right, right. but to them it seems like a big, big amount money, yeah uh, and you can understand why because maybe they spend less or uh, you know like 25 lakhs is not like a small sum of money Could be. Uh, to lose or to win but uh, you need to think about it more uh, objectively which is that if I had 20 lakhs in my bank account uh, or if I had put it in like an FD uh, then I'm going to earn less than 10,000 rupees a month and okay. if this is what I get uh, as a life insurance compensation, will I be able to sustain my family on 10,000 rupees a month, right? Uh, and the answer for many people is be no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not. Yeah. Like you're not. Like think about it. Like rent, groceries, uh, fuel, school fees. Exactly. It's not no going to get covered. Yeah, there's no way. So then you realize that the kind of insurance that you need is not uh, you know a few lakhs but probably a few crores and automatically if you're looking at crores the cheapest best option is term insurance term, yeah. right um, and I can give you like a concrete like example also of let's say you have like a 30 year old who is earning one lakh a month okay uh, right then they would need close to three crores of insurance Right, right. And this is like a base case where I'm not assuming any loans, I'm not any assuming too many dependents or any other like nuanced factors. Okay. Uh, and obviously it could be less also depending on uh, the same kind of factors. Like if there are no dependents, Depends, you may not yeah. need three crores, right? Um, so that is pretty subjective. And I think, uh, again, you would need somebody to sort of at least evaluate what you need uh, and give you an objective number. Right. So I think there's no thumb rule as such and a lot of factors need to be considered to arrive at that one particular figure. Right. Yeah. Um, so term insurance, uh, whenever we suggest people to take up term insurance, right? Like the one question that we get back or the one pain point is that 
um, they they want to know what they get in return or rather they cannot accept that they do not get anything at all because in term insurance it's nearly negative returns right like which is worse than low returns yeah so as an informed investor what would you uh, say like how would you convince people for that okay so i went through this myself okay uh, in the sense that uh, so i've been doing this for like more than 5 years and right. i think like when i was uh 24 i bought my term insurance policy okay. after a lot of debate because at that point i felt like i don't have dependents there's no need for me to buy a term insurance product uh why would i you know like what's the point of like doing this even yeah, the same right? set of questions went in your head <laughs> yeah uh and uh that's the thing i was like you know maybe i should wait until i get dependents mm-hmm. or like there's some mm-hmm. benefit from having this policy yeah but eventually i realized that you know the earlier i get into a policy the less that i'm paying like today if i wanted to uh, buy a policy it's going to be like i think 10 15% more, more expensive than what it was like uh, a few years back yeah. um and i also realized that basically we tend to get distracted by a lot of this like marketing and packaging yeah. where you question whether you need insurance or not but there is no question right like um there's nobody gets hurt if you buy a term insurance plan correct yeah but a lot of people are going to get hurt if you don't do not yeah so it's uh just because we're looking at returns just because we're looking at what happens to this money like the insurance company is really not profiting off you mm. right like uh, when you sign up for an insurance plan like there is a risk they understand that uh, and no one knows what can happen so it's not like a guaranteed thing and uh, i think if you were so concerned about like the um return aspect the yeah. return aspect yeah you would want to understand that if i bought uh, like if i had 1 lakh hmm. right that was available uh, with a, and i was going to buy that in like a return oriented insurance uh, product like a ulip okay. okay i might have 10 lakhs of insurance uh, and i put this 1 lakh in every year uh whereas if i go to a term policy like i think my policy was less than 10000 rupees okay so that 9 uh, i mean that 90000 rupees that i have hmm. uh i can pretty much do anything that i want with it yeah right uh and this is every year for that period of the uh, unit linked insurance plan if i just learn to use that difference wisely i'm going to do better on both insurance because i have 1 crore as opposed to 10 lakhs and investments because i'm able to invest 90000 like in a very sensible way every year for that at least 5 years right um and uh, so another option so one is the, that you reconcile yourself to sort of using this uh, the balance investment mm-hmm. to make up the other option is i remember i was talking to one of my friends kalpana and we had uh, spoken extensively about uh insurance and there was a lot of back and forth and mostly okay. pushed back from her side <laughs> saying i don't want to buy this okay. okay and eventually like she just came to me and she was like you know what i understand that it's important i yeah. understand that like you know I, my husband is like somewhat like there is a certain level of dependency and maybe like i should buy this product but i just can't wrap my head around the fact that i'm going to be paying 10000 for the next 30 years and i'll spend 3 lakhs on this policy and i will get, get nothing, nothing yeah. <laughs> in return like i just lose this 3 lakhs because i mean her point was like look i'm going to live beyond 60 right yeah. like i'm not going to claim anything from this policy so why should i even do it in the first place 
uh, and finally you know I understood where she was coming from and I said okay take this there's another option which is basically like a return of premium yeah so exactly what you spend on the policy minus tax etc uh, you will get back so you net net you don't lose anything uh, but the return of premium policy is obviously going to be more expensive yeah, yeah. right uh, but if you're okay with that and you it's more important that you get this money back like take it it's better to have that policy than uh, you know not have any insurance at all and I don't know why like when it comes to insurance yeah. like suddenly like people are very selectively optimistic right so if you survive the term policy right that's a good thing exactly like <laughs> but that's you, not seen actually. yeah you've got to live that's like the best thing right there's no monetary value to it don't haggle over that two lakhs three lakhs that you would have spent on premiums so these are all definitely convincing arguments but um, like we still come across people who just hold back from buying the term insurance for the reasons that we just specified right so what do you um, like how do we tell them the risk that is involved in the consequence of not having the adequate cover of term like, term insurance as such okay uh, i think the best way that i can explain this is with uh, the story of a family that I know really well. Okay. Um, because I think all the other arguments are sort of like numbers oriented yeah, and they're yeah. not like real lived experiences that people know, right? Uh, so one of my family friends, his name is Kalyan. Hmm. Uh, he was very active, very fit. Uh, and we don't know what happened to him, but like one day, like I think when he was like 50 something, he just kind of passed away. Oh, okay. Right, and he was running his business on his own, and um, he had uh, so he had a wife and he had two daughters, and his wife basically became a homemaker like after their second child, okay. uh, and they were in their uh, she was in her late forties at that point, and uh, they had no clue what was happening in the business. Okay, right? so they didn't know what money was there, they didn't know how they were getting income, nothing of that sort. And uh, as it is, they were dealing with this like totally absurd and rude shock, right? right. Uh, and then like to top this off, there was like this period of like intense uh, sort of like financial stress because like almost every day these fake creditors would land up and oh. harass them oh. and be like, oh, you owe us money from the business, you owe us money. Oh. And they had no clue what was happening in the business. They didn't know who was legitimate. They didn't know who they owed money to. And uh, so it was such a mess, okay. And at the same time, they kind of realized that uh, they had to figure out how to manage their expenses. And his wife, who hadn't worked for the last 15 years, had to go and look for a job, okay. Uh, and their younger daughter was in school and the elder daughter was in college. Okay. Um, and the elder daughter was actually like very academically inclined okay. and she was quite talented but because she was like in her undergrad she didn't want to pursue her post-graduation education like immediately because she felt a certain level of financial responsibility Support, yeah. yeah and she thought that you know what i need to do is actually get a job so she worked right. for like six to seven years okay. right because she wanted to support her family and she pushed her masters and even after that seven years 
she actually had to take an education loan to study and um, and we know that like you know in that family there isn't that much money for like the weddings in case the daughters want to have a good wedding to get married Uh, we know that uh, his wife didn't have money to retire and this is a very brutal experience to have in your late 40s right like if you're not worked for the last 15 years and suddenly someone tells you go find a job yeah uh that's bad yeah yeah it's it's quite i think difficult uh emotionally to go through all of this and the person who's really important to you in your life is not there right um and also i think in such experiences you become a lot more risk averse so even if you have money you don't want to do anything apart from like put it in a fixed deposit or a government mm-hmm. bond or something where you know this money is not going anywhere so it's not even like you can make money with the money that you have because you know this is all i have i can't afford to lose exactly. even 1 rupee yeah. and i think that is the consequence of not having enough insurance right that your family will struggle and um in some sense if you feel that insurance is not worth it hmm. right uh, then that is a conversation you need to have with your family yeah. they need yeah. to be aware that and it needs to be like a collective decision where all of you decide that okay this is our plan b if uh, something happens to one of us we know that we're going to go through this period of um, financial difficulty uh, because i think if you have the conversation i think they'll be prepared at least for that yeah they'll be prepared but also you might make very different choices yeah. like I, i'm sure that if uh, kalyan had spoken to his family his wife may have continued to work or she might have been more involved in the business yeah, yeah. Uh, there would have been some uh, sense of like financial security when uh, this unexpected event happened right it wouldn't have been like suddenly they were just thrown into the deep end of the pool yeah. and they were like figure it out uh so i think as long as you're open and you're having that conversation and everybody buys into it then and you choose to be under insured that is a different situation than when you don't talk about it at all and you just say that oh it's just not worth it i don't want to pay this money to the insurance company because at the end of the day when you buy that insurance plan you're helping your family you're not helping the insurance company I think the whole example just ties back to where we started like the discomfort of not having that conversation or missing out on major things right yeah so this has a ripple effect like and a lot of pressure is being felt on the whole family and it's definitely a huge stress both mentally and financially so it's our responsibility to make sure this doesn't happen to any other families and i think that's very impactful and an effective note to end on thank you all for listening subscribe to our podcast if you like this episode and hope to see you here next month thank you thanks